That's good. Okay, now we're recording, so we'll do an intro. Hi, everyone. This is Laquanda Roberts Buckley. Welcome to our first episode of the Healing Black Women podcast. I have two amazing um, co-hosts with me. I'm going to allow themselves to introduce themselves, but I am Laquanda Roberts Buckley. I'm the founder and executive director of Healing Black Women. You can catch all Healing Black Women themes at healingblackwomen.com. Ladies, introduce yourself. Awesome. Hi, I'm Ikea Kirksey. Um, I'm originally from the DMV, but I'm a resident of Boston, Massachusetts. I'm here to share and learn about healing Black women. All right. Um, yes, and that leaves me. That I'm Cerise Scott. Um, I am uh, 27, just kind of just getting out, starting a career, starting life, and really just trying to see um, when we're not all being strong, what does healing black women really, really leave us with? So awesome. And so let's get into today's discussion. Um, one thing um, that's been on everybody's, the, t- the tip of everybody's tongue has been Tokyo. And not for the reason that we thought it was going to be, is Miss Simone Biles decided that she was going to take care of herself and not worry about what the United States of America has to think of her. And that has ruffled several feathers oh you know i'm just like i was i've never seen such outrage for someone saying i'm not doing well today at my job i think i'm going to take um take a a moment for myself and people are really really pissed it's like this expectation that you know what? You're supposed to perform for us. And, it, and, and it reminds me, it reminds me again, I may be taking a little too far, but when I went for me personally, when I started hearing the criticism, I was like, she is not a slave on a plantation. She does not have to dance for you. Right. And, you know, and that's where my mind went to. They expect us to be superwoman, honestly. Like they expect us to um, do it all and then still do it with a smile on our faces and act like it's just okay. Like, okay, yeah, you're having a bad day, but you're supposed to have a bad day. You're still supposed to push through it either way, regardless of your your mental health and everything like that. And, and just for the fact that she said literally that her mind was disconnecting from her physical body and it was dangerous, they just don't care. It's because so many people are not used to us saying that. So we, we now have to like, we've, we're at the point that we're giving ourselves permission to take care of ourselves first, but people need to catch up. So they're not used to it. They're used to us being um, what they want us to be strong and just putting on the show, doing, doing, doing. And then we fall out, but we keep going. And now we're like, no, I need to take care of me. So it's a problem, you know? It's, you know, it's, it's funny that we've, we've done so much caretaking, right? And, or we do so much going, going, going to when we actually stop and we're not because if you see there's an image of her where she has all her medals and mm-hmm. it, it's like c- completely covering her arms there's so many of them um that when you finally stop people have negative things to say about you but you don't hear people's words when you're doing all the work when you're showing up every time when you're when you're busting your butt every time she did an interview and i just saw it this morning well, she was saying that they weren't going to score her 
the way that everyone else was going to be scored because they didn't think they didn't want everyone else to look bad because they didn't it, it didn't seem right that she won all the time. And to hear someone who at the top of their craft have to say that and know that when she steps out on a matter, when she goes to work, she's not going to be judged fairly based upon her skill because they think her skill is too great then when she has a bad day i mean when she's at her best she's not given her proper credit so i mean when she's not at her 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 best you know they demonize her for saying okay i don't want to be here so when i go to work i don't get the credit i deserve and when i take a day off from work you know i'm being scrutinized for it so it's almost she's damned if she do and damned if she don't. Exactly. Because they're not because she's not behaving the way they want her to behave. And it's it's just like literally that, oh, but no, black women, they're too they're they imagine us to be so strong, too strong. And then they're just like, well, they can't compete like they like, like they're competing in a whole different realm. We shouldn't be able to um keep them at the same level as everyone else. And it's like, what? And then when we don't, when we when we show like um what was the word? Like just ha- being human, just show that, like, that vulnerability. Next, you know, it's like, how dare she? How, how dare she not take care of everyone else? It's crazy. It's really crazy that, that you have to continue to put on for people and not be able to take that. I, I, that when that came out that um, they weren't scoring her the same, I was just like, how do you, how do you come up with these last-minute uh, rules and regulations? But that was with everything, like even the um, swim cap thing. You couldn't swim if you didn't have a certain swim cap. So it all was just like, yo, what are y'all doing? <laughs> What's going on? Are we rising too high and you're just not feeling this? Like That's exactly I, what it is. We're rising too high. I don't high. get it. <laughs> We're rising too high and they don't know what to do. And it's like they can't dare put us on the same level because then we show out that we are these immaculate like women and that we have literally taken the brunt force of everyone else's trauma. And then it's like, well, they still pushed through, they still did it. So what's, that, what, what's wrong with everybody else? Why can't they do it? <laughs> and they just don't want to accept that. It, it's, it's all crazy to me though, because I mean, back to what Laquanda said, like you, 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 now you said she can't do it this way. You know, she's telling you she's, you know, she's about to break down, but she can't take off. I, it just leaves me like lost you know, for words. It's almost it's almost a thing. You know, when I was um listening to an interview for Prince from Prince Harry and he was talking about his wife, he said, um, he was talking about Megan, he's he said he's just saw history repeating itself again. You know, he's like, I saw history repeating itself again. And he was like, that he didn't want that to happen to his his family. He didn't want his wife to be suicidal. He didn't want his wife to be, you know, face certain things. And the thing that I realized is that when Black women say, I'm not well, when Black women say, I'm not okay, and we're taught to say, oh, you need to say that you're, when you're not okay, who who the hell is really listening to us? Because if I'm going to get criticized when I say I'm not well, why would I say I'm not well? Right. You know, it it goes back to, and it's beyond stigma of mental health. You know, some of this is just blatant as racism that, you know, that a, a Black woman can't, um, 
can't exist unless she's performing at a certain level. And if she's not performing at the level that we want her performing at, then, you know, does she really have value for quote unquote us? And, you know, it's, it's almost like the value of Simone wasn't appreciated because, you know, it's like we only value her if she's doing what we want her to do, not if she's taking care of herself. But you, if, if that would have been somebody else who would have said, you know, I got to take a step away from this for my mental health or I got to go do this, it would have been round of applause. And but, you know, we got she got so much criticism from other groups that it seems like, OK, yeah, you're attacking me personally, too, when you attack her, because I see her get up, jump on something and flip. And if she missteps, she could hurt herself or, or her life is gone. But that's not valuable. You know, people not understanding if your head isn't in the game and whatever you're doing, something, whether it's a life or a business could be at risk. A program that you've been working on, a project you've been working on can be at risk when your head is in the game. That's why I don't understand why people came at her the way that they did. I was like, you don't know what it's like to have a bad day that shifts your entire week. And you were like, I can't do this right now. So the lack of empathy that she received from, um, a lot of people who didn't look like her, you know, I was just like, to me, they were just like, y'all just, this is just a, a core, a part of the coreness of, of, of a racism because black athletes who, who are basketball players, they received it as well when they would not, they, it was not this past basketball season, but the one prior, the season that the Lakers had won, um, when they and everything was happening and they were like, we're not playing tonight. And they're like, basketball players shouldn't, you know, you know, shouldn't be activists as well. They should just play the game. You know, that was the heat that they got. But whenever right. we take a stand up and we don't go along the linear line, behavioral line that they think we should have, then that's when we come up. So to me, a lot of the backlash you received was rooted in racism as well, and not just just stigma when it comes to mental health. It was to me, it was rooted in racism. I, I think that's because they're throughout generations, um, we're made to keep going. We're, we're made to keep going. You know, um, you you got to nurse someone else's kid. You made to keep going. You you got to go clean a field. You, you're made to keep going. We never had those breaks and. Truth be told, because I think some of us didn't know and we weren't taught it, we didn't stop. I, I, I noticed this in November, I got really sick. I got COVID, right? And I'm used to going, going, going. And my mom was like, no, you got to stop. Like she came up here, took care of me. And she's like, and I'm taking your son with you because you're not going to make it. You have to take care of yourself. And that don't always happen. So it's a big issue now if we're saying like, I'm giving myself permission. Like I got to stop. And it's, it's going to keep going if we don't stand up and say like, no. And even if people are like, you're not supposed to do this because you're a basketball player or you shouldn't have this day off. You're, you're the best at it. U S was going to win because of you. 
she's she, she we gotta stand up and say it and we have to support her like yeah, yeah take that going, mental health break take it just going back to literally what laquana said about the fact that history repeating itself like we have literally people have compared her to other people that were gymnasts that started at 14 or started at 19 and that they kept pushing they kept going regardless of what was wrong with them and that ended their whole entire career Mm-hmm. ended their career they started at 14 they are done at 19 they started at they they were at 19 they're just done like they, they the career is completely over so if it's it's kind of crazy like you're literally seeing how these things happen again and it's just mm-hmm. like oh but we can't take the time out and it's honestly but what who do black women turn to because it's like the only time we do stuff is when we do it for others so when are we kind of doing it for ourselves like it, i feel like even mental health wise it's like People usually get help when it's like, well, you have to get help because your child is suffering because you're, you're depressed. You have to get help because, you know, your daughter needs you to see this. Like, you know, it's, it's because of other people that we're just like, mm-hmm. oh, now I can get help. But we don't do it for ourselves. And I feel like that is what is, is a big concern as well, because who do we tell this to? Who's actually going to step up and help us in that moment? And I think that's kind of why it just leaves it kind of blank and kind of open. You know, when it comes think- to black women, it seems like that we've always been like divided, not just in our households, but our emotional tension energy is always divided. We had to take care of Georgia. We had to pull through and make sure the United States flipped flipped over. You know, we got to make sure people show up to the um, polls. We got to go fight these governors over masks. You know, it's like it's like all these these simple things, and we 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 get spread thin, spread thin, spread thin, and then when it comes to us and people showing up for us, what happens is people have panels about us, and then we're like, okay, but where's that action plan? Where's our bill? Where's <laughs> our hate crime bill? Where's right. where's the things that we're where's the the voting reinforcement legislation because these governors are you know, getting out of whack right now. It's like, where's the things that are going to protect us so that we can rest? Um, and I think for Black women, it has been instilled in us that we have to get up early. To be a successful woman is to get up early, go to bed late, and rest is a reward. And to me, that's the biggest BS that I had to unlearn. To me, mm. rest is not a reward. Rest is necessary. A requirement. Ne- rest. Rest is necessary. Yes. It is a requirement. Self-care is not a reward. It is a requirement. Oh. We have to unlearn that taking care of ourselves, having a me day, Having me time is some sort of reward that you give yourself after you have exhausted yourself through the week. No, that is a day, a daily ritual should include yourself. You know, yourself. Who 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 says something? You gotta fix somebody's plate. <laughs> we all got who, who say right? you gotta be the last person to eat? Who says oh your nails God. and your hair can't get can't can't get done? Who says somebody else your your kids gotta have um gotta have clothes while you run raggedy? It's like it's some 
self-care cannot be last and you expect yourself to thrive all the time. At some point, you're going to give up. You're going to give up. You, you know what you said, though? You said we have to unlearn it. So it was something that was taught. And we really have to like, like if someone's not pointing it out, some people don't know. My friend, I mean, I know it now. But one of my friends, when her, her birthday comes around. And I used to get her like gift cards and things like this. And she will always spend it on her sons. And I'm like, what'd you get yourself with, I, with this gift I got you? Oh, I brought the boy something. So what'd you do for yourself for your birthday? Well, they needed this. Like, okay. So now I'm like, what size you in? Let me go get you some clothes. Well, the boys needed this. And what's your bra size? Let me go get you this. We, we do have to like learn how to take care of ourselves. And I think it's though, like some of us don't know that we're like, what you said earlier, she, she said it was like her mind was literally leaving yeah. her, her, her body. Like, detached. I don't think we yeah. detach it. I don't think we're recognizing that. So if you don't recognize it, you don't see it. What do you do? It, it's, it's like we're told that tired is the normal thing. You're supposed to be tired. You're supposed to be dry. Right. We're supposed to be booked and busy. Booked and, bu- booked and busy and tired. And, I, and, I, and I'll be honest. I used to think, I told someone, they're like, you like being busy? And I was like, yeah. And then I had something. no, I'm not busy. I like being creative. And I like creating moments that are creative. But just because I'm doing something doesn't mean I'm busy. Because if I'm sitting with a group of dolls, because I rehab dolls now, if I'm sitting with a group of dolls, that's not busy work to me. You know, I'm sitting in my creative space, you know, and I was like, so that's my happy space. That's mm-hmm. not busy work to me. When I'm doing actual work, that's busy. And I have learned that being booked and busy ain't always healthy and right. Right. And, and the thing that, you know, we see these things is like, you know, I had to grind to to get to where I was. And I and, and I said and I do take things um back. I do take words back. Like the word grind I took back. I took the word um being strong back mm. because I said to myself the reason why I took those words back and I wanted to apply them to myself again is because I made sure that those words included me taking care mm. of myself. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, I'm not going to say, because to me, a sign of strength is knowing when to sit down when everybody else telling me I should be keeping on going. Right. Just because it takes a strong person to be at the Olympics and say, I can't, I can't do this. And I know it's going to come against me, what people finna say about me. But I can't, I can't do this right now. I got to see about myself first. I got to step back and my team is going to take care of it. I feel that it's hard for us to handle that criticism of after the fact, after we do say something, we get the backlash. We get the, how dare you, the, the, like, you're supposed to be this person, this person perform at this level. You're supposed to be the mother. You're supposed to be the wife. You're supposed to like the best friend that needs to show up whenever, even though they don't show up. Like when we get to that point, it, it feels that the criticism is so heavy that even if you see someone finally taking the stance for themselves, it's like, dang, I don't know if I could handle, handle, you know, the, the remarks I'm going to get back. I know my family's not going to react the same. Like maybe they're not going to be support. Like, so it's just like, okay, but when, 
how do we empower ourselves even more to not to be be able to withstand that? You know, it's not it's not necessarily about withstanding backlash, right? Because backlash is gonna backlash comes when and criticism comes even when you're doing everything that people think that you should be doing, right? And so it's almost like making a decision of, okay, where you want to spend your temporary moment of sighing. Do I want to be that still pushing myself in the ground? Or do I want to be there, be in a massage chair, getting my getting a pedicure, you know, getting ready to get a manicure? Because the things that you have to understand is, is a lot of this is about environment and being mindful of the people around you. And if you take a break and the immediate people around you are coming at you, I'm going to tell you the immediate people around you are wrong. And, and I mean, you need to start doing some work on who is around you and who's talking to you. Because it's, if, you're ta- if you have to take breaks to get whatever you need to get done, done, your support people, your true support people are going to be there for you. And going to help you navigate through that space. But I think a part of this is uh, not just when you hear the criticism, but uh, knowing the source that it's coming from, that it's deriving from. Because some of those sources, it don't, it don't matter who you like, you know, like, I don't care. I don't give a damn about what you think. Who are you? Like, who are you in this space? But it does come sometimes from people who were like, whoa, I didn't expect that. And, you know, sometimes it can hit like, wow, that's how you really think. And um, family ain't always family and friends ain't always friends. And disconnections have to take place. So healthy ones can um, be established. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when we go through these moments, you know, it's not comfortable. It's not easy. But we're looking at long term here. You know, not just this temporary moment, because that that moment of when they um, express their criticism, you only get one time to mistreat me. And I think that I think that is is the difference. I think that right there is is the difference. Yeah, you you have to be able to say, nah, like we can't do this no more. Yeah, you you get one time to mistreat me. You get one time to step out of line. I'm going to remind you who I am, why I do what I do. And you can come at me, but you won't have my listening ear anymore. And then after I remove my ear, I'm going to remove my presence. You know, Simone is in a different position because she's a, she's a national entity, but she's an uh, individual first. And, you know, people are saying, put your, she should have put her country ahead of, what? What, 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 what has our country done for us? Like, do you know the trauma we've been through? We see, we still get, it's difficult for us. And this is the thing that pisses me off about this country. The country is quick to tell anything in relation to black folks that we need to heal and come together, but everybody else gets solutions. They tell us we need to heal and come together. And I do not believe that the United States of America, um, the person that actually, or the entity that actually causes the damage and the trauma and is the abuser has any right to tell a group of people what time and when and how they should heal. 
(laughs) You can't do that. You're the abuser. Uh, So, but, 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 you know, it's, I, I think a lot of this is who's around you, understanding who's around you. Everybody don't need to know every move that you make. Mm. And tell the people who are supportive of you, hey, this is the move that I have to make right now. And people who say that they are supporters supporters of you will show that they are. Right. And everyone, not everyone else needs to know what you're doing. Some things are on a need to know basis and some things are just going to be, you know, F you. <laughs> Your opinion isn't valid. You definitely yeah. learn for you and he's not. Yeah. You you definitely learned that you definitely learned that quick. There's no reason that girl should have had to say, Simone should have had to say, I hope America still loves us. You know, there's no reason she should have had she should have said that. As much as we applaud um ensuring um that we're supposed to apply, you know, taking care of your yourself. You can't take care of your community if you don't take care of yourself first because you are part of the community. Pouring from empty cup. You are the main so you your connection to the community is through you. So if your vessel is faulty, your connection to your community is faulty. Because you're 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 not you're not doing anything for yourself. So I'm so I always believe, you know, yeah, I love community. I love what I do. I love healing black women. Laquanda will come first. If Laquanda needs to stop, we're gonna stop. I get sick, mm-hmm. everything gonna stop. Like and, and and because I have to show that I'm willing to take care of myself so that other people feel comfortable. And saying that I need to take care of the, I need to take care of myself too, and Laquanda cool with it. That's that's just it. I tell people all the time. It's like, look, don't sit up here and try to force something if you're not in the space. Take the time you need. We're not going anywhere, and that's that's just it. See about yourself, and I think people think that that's call that selfish. No, that's not selfish. That's necessary. I love my daughter with all my life. I come before my daughter. And, and you know, I would do anything for her, but I come before my daughter because I want to be okay and I want to be happy. And I have to show her how to be okay and happy. And the best way that I can do that is, see, is letting her see me do things that I enjoy, letting her see me um, do the things that make me feel well. So that she can learn, okay, what makes me feel well? What makes me feel happy? What gives me joy? Let me have quality time to myself, you know, so that she can develop and see those habits as well. But we have to unlearn that seeing about yourself and putting yourself first is selfish because it's not. It's very necessary. It's necessary. It's important that you're you're, you're showing that to her because if, Cause I know me personally, like I've always just seen my mom just go for it, just constantly go for it. And even now, um, that I'm, we're both kind of learning how to take in that self care. I see it more that like, Oh, she had no idea that it could like, you could just take care of yourself. And so me just, you know, just being in mental health and it's like, no, I don't want to do this. Like, I don't 
mm, this does not sit well with my spirit. I just don't want to, I'm tired today. I'm just not going to do it. And, and, and having to, for her to also be like, you know what? That's okay. That is perfectly fine because when I was younger, I didn't know I had a choice. And so therefore it's like, for, for us, it's seeing like, especially for, for the younger generation seeing like, oh, I have a, I don't have to work as, not that I don't have to work as hard. It's more the fact that I don't have to work myself into the ground for someone to see my value. And, you know, and I think, I think that's the thing. It's like my, I tell my daughter all the time. I say, if I don't have a lot of energy, I tell it. I said, look, mommy's energy is really low today. So, you know, I said, I need to come home, get in my bed and rest, or I need to go, go get my iced coffee, my hazelnut iced coffee and enjoy that. And I was like, this, this is the, these are the little things that makes me smile. Her biggest thing to me is mama, why do you go to the thrift store so much? <laughs> and I tell her, I said, cause the thrift store is mommy's happy place. Exactly. I said, I go to the thrift store. I see all kinds of things. Um, right now, she's trying to get me to stop bringing dolls to the house. <laughs> but, you know, sitting down with a doll in my lap, combing through the hair, trying to figure out what clothing, those things make me happy. When I go to work on any given day, I can hear someone tell me I want to die. Mm-hmm. That is what I do for a living. I deal with people who are at their sickest and are in dark moments and may not want to be here anymore you know anymore so if i come home and want to play with dolls or want to stab the doll's hair want to go pick out clothes for dolls then that is what i'm going to do because we have to teach our children not by saying just by you know um showing them Mm -hmm. you know hey I got to, I got to, um, take care of myself. You know, my daughter surprises me sometimes that she actually listens. She asked me for a hug the other day. She said, when you get finished, can I have a hug? No problem. No problem. You, whether you're going to tell me what's going on, mm-hmm. I got you. I got you. I'm going to hug you till you tell me you're too hot. <laughs> I think normalizing asking for what we need mm-hmm. is important because like you just said, like, for her to be able to ask, you don't, you don't have no idea what's, what's going on. But the fact that sometimes we ju- we need that connection as well. We need that support to, to just be more extended to us and for people to see that, okay, it's okay for me to ask this question. It's okay for me to ask for something. It's okay for me to ask for a hug. It's mm-hmm. okay for me to ask for some time alone. It's okay for me to ask, hey, can you go get dinner today? Yeah. It's okay for that. And I think that is, it just needs to be normalized so much more because if we're not asking for it, then no one's going to give it to us. And I think, and I think sometimes, you know, we have to be in those situations where we're not just asking, but we're just demanding. Mm. It's like, look, one thing I, what I, one thing about my job, cause I have, I meet people and they've been on jobs. They're like, you know, I have all this PTO paid saved up. And I was like, why? It's like, why are you Can't here for a year? You- it's like, why are you here for a year? And you haven't taken a vacation. The first job that I had, and I absolutely hated that job when I got out of grad school. I absolutely hated it. But I remember this one supervisor. It was this guy. And he and I and I hate and I did not like that I wasn't on his team. Because the first thing he said to me, he said, No one would be on my be on my team. And you're and I've noticed for the past three months you haven't at least taken a day off. He said, You're not gonna do that. 
He's like, when he said, when the first 90 days up, you have to take a day off if you're on my team. And I love that thing of this job ain't everything. They gonna move somebody out of the way. If something happens mm-hmm. to you, that's all they gonna the do. Replace. They gonna exactly. move somebody out of the way. You don't know how many times I've seen people's names scraped off stuff. Whether they left the job, got fired, passed away, mm-hmm. were laid off, transferred, their name gets scraped off the desk, they move the thing, move the stuff out, somebody else is in. And so you gonna sit up here and put yourself in the ground for this? For somebody that can replace you? you and will replace you? Right. You ask for a job with benefits. Take those benefits. Yes. You take, can't I, take them with you. Yeah. You take them. They're giving you 13 days to go enjoy your best two-week life. <laughs> Only 13 days. <laughs> yeah. Out of the 52 weeks. Yeah. Exactly. Go, go enjoy your, your best life. But get it all in. All of it. I think uh, when I when I heard that you you get that um someone just like you said like you you get your time like you use it put your family first why are you putting your job before everyone else or even yourself Mm-mm. I'm gonna take my time don't call me because I'm not gonna call you you'll see me when I return and, and you know that was the thing people are like I have to know what's going on while I'm at work you know while when I'm off work I said I don't. <laughs> I, this is not my life. Strong <laughs> and, 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 one thing Simone um, taught everybody is that she was serious about one thing, and that was setting a boundary yes. for herself. Mm. Setting a boundary. Even when people were applauding her and people were like, what is she going to do? What is she going to do? And I saw someone say, you know, that's that's not right. She signed up for it. This generation is learning you know, from her, not, you know, how that you don't have to go through adversity for anything. <laughs> adversity. I, I oh, yeah, if, oh that. my gosh. So this, this so brings me to, um, I was talking to this guy and he was like, he was a teacher, eighth grade teacher. And he was just like, yeah, these kids today are too soft. I was like, what are you, what are you talking about? And he's like, we don't give extra credit, you know, and I was like, mental health is an excuse. I was like, hold on, pause, sir. Pause, pause, because you're talking to you're talking to a counselor in training here. What, what are you exactly are you talking about? <laughs> and he's like, I just think if you're going to commit suicide, you should do it before you procreate. Last need to know that was our last conversation. But it just so, like they like, what is it? They like they need to go through adversity. They need to. Why would you want to make it so hard if you already know it's been so hard? Like, it's like, you think mm. like, because I went through something hard, they're going to have to go through something more harder. Why? Make it easy for them. Make it so they can learn from our mistakes and not repeat it. Well, it's this thing that, um, you know, is that we, we te- falsely teach children that success equals going through these um, struggles after struggle after struggle. And, you know, we have to change our terminology so much because just because things didn't work out the way that you you wanted them to doesn't mean that you are necessarily going through a quote-unquote struggle there are setbacks there are misdirections there are redirections there's corrections there's a lot of things that that happen that may not necessarily mean the word struggle um but we we 
are taught, and I know from the church that I grew up with in religion, that I had grew up in when I was a child, struggle was glorified. Like if you were struggling, then that means you were going, you were getting a test and that was setting you up for something mm-hmm. great. Coming. And so I, yeah, something better was coming. And so I was like, okay, I, I was accept that I was supposed to be struggling, you know, in order to be, you know, to get that next level. But that's not, that's not true. There's so, and then we get, we get upset when other groups set their their generations up for health and wealth because they don't taught them how to take care of themselves and they don't taught right. them that you know what you had to you know I had to struggle but I'm going to make it easier mm-hmm. for you the next go around so you know if you don't want to work a job um, you know, 24 jobs while you were in college. I'm going to make sure that we have money saved up so you can go to college so you don't have to take out these student loans. So when you Amen. get your first job out of out of school, you can actually look at putting money into a business or putting money into a home. And that can be your major purchase and not struggling trying to figure out how I'm going to pick and choose from this piece of a job to pay off student loans. And so, mm-hmm. and then when you're like, how did they amass so much wealth? Yes, some of it is because it's old money, but some of it is also because generation after generation was teaching, was teaching. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, a lot of the things we have to go back to that learn and that unlearn, learning to take care of ourselves, learning that it's okay if the person next to me has to take a break, you know, and, and just being okay and accept. You know, accept that because when it's our turn, I don't ever want to glorify, huh, I've done all this work and I never stopped working. And I had, I don't want to glorify that presence. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't right. like that. I don't, I don't, I don't like that at all. I want people to know that, you know, hey, on this journey that I had, I had to make some pit stops and, and, and rest. You want to live life and live it fully, not live it to just work. You want to live it fully to actually enjoy the life that you're living. Because if you're not enjoying it, what's the honestly? But I don't understand the point. You're just working for someone else to just easily replace you and have your family go through the same struggle. Like it's you're supposed to learn from take from some another generation and and keep building on it. And it's like they well we make things too easy nowadays for people. It doesn't it doesn't have to be about that. It has to be about are you still teaching them the foundation. Are you still teaching them what they need to know to succeed, to go up one into the other instead of letting them just go into the dark blindness like you did and then figuring out, oh, wow, I'm depressed. Oh, wow, I'm suicidal. Oh, oh, wow, this is, this is what life is? This is not fun. Nobody wants to be an adult. <laughs> hmm. I, I think it's going to always go back to that until we get to that point of really unlearning it. it it's going to be the same because when I really think about Simone saying, I'm going to take this time for me now. This is not the first time she's probably been going through that. Think about the things she had to learn to get to the place that she's at now, to to the sacrifices she had to make, how much she was being pushed by people to say, you know, you're going to be the change or you're going to be this and you're going to be the best. Think about how much she had to give up. I I can't wait. I hope, I don't know if they'll do it, but if they did her story, like like, um, the Williams sister's story that's that's coming out soon, like that's going to show like the pressure that's put on somebody this is this I I bet this I could bet uh, if I had a million dollars I'll put a million dollars on it. it's not the first time she felt something like this 
but she didn't know to stop and no one was there to tell her it's okay to stop like to take your break so it, it's really like when when do we learn to heal that part of us and, and stop that you know, a part of that is just going back to the basic understanding and, and really rehumanizing ourselves because we'll accept in this life that your vehicle has to stop and needs more gas, that your vehicle has to stop and needs an oil change, that your vehicle needs new tire, that your vehicle needs maintenance mm-hmm. to be able to function and to get you from point A to point B. But we'll believe a human being needs the same thing. <laughs> That is and so a human good. being does that has to be poured into. A human being has to be maintained. Our spirits, our emotional selves, our every aspect of our being needs maintenance. And when that maintenance is overdue, you want to take it in regularly because when that maintenance is overdue, you don't want your engine to lock up. But but, but people don't take care of their car. What you think they're gonna take care of themselves for? <laughs> they gotta learn the basic of taking care of their car. So like how. Yeah, we got, we got, we got, you know, but we got work to do. But that's that's the thing. Do. That's why we have conversations, right? When we notice um, certain things, we talk about the round of applause, but we also talk about, okay, what does it feel like to be uncomfortable when someone is criticizing you, right? Mm-hmm. And we have those conversations so that people can, you know, prep themselves and really look at their environments and seeing who's around them and making sure that you have the right support system. Because some support systems only exist when people are, when people agree with you. When it's benefiting others. Mm -hmm. And so you really have to look at, hey, who's around me? You know, and who am I going to listen to? You know, who you choose to listen to is really, really important. Um, because it, just because everyone is talking doesn't mean you have to hear them right. or you have to listen to them. You know, some people, you know, you just need to shut down and remove your presence from. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at the end of the day, that's all taking care of self. It's all taking care of self. Not so, ladies not. and everyone who's listening, I don't want this conversation to extend too long. Um, but um, we will try to be back Weekly or bi-weekly, we haven't decided yet. <laughs> but um, And we also haven't decided where all you will hear us from. But most definitely, you will always find the podcast at healingblackwomen.com. Um, you will also find the info on how to reach out to any of the, our beautiful ladies who are our co-hosts. Thank you so much, ladies, for joining us. And we will catch y'all next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.